And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFord. Join me and my buddy Seth Partnow and Mo DeKeel every Friday right here on the Athletic NBA Show for Nerder She Wrote, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X's and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerder She Wrote right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Join us this Saturday for an all-new episode of The Athletic NBA Show. Saturday Slam and Jam, hosted by me, Andrew Schlecht. I'll be joined by my co-hosts Alex Spears and many of the athletic beat writers that you know and love. We will recap the week of the NBA, play some NBA trivia, and just overall talk about the league that we love most. So while you're flipping your flapjacks, tending to your yard or just sipping your coffee on saturday morning listen to saturday slam and jam on the athletic mba show welcome to the athletic mba show monday through friday on the athletic podcast network i do have a take point of contention uh, what are y'all talking about y'all hate stop hate the Philadelphia accent feels like a practical joke. They don't actually talk like that, but they actually do talk like that. I feel the same way about the Baltimore accent. I don't think the Baltimore accent's real. It's very similar, those two accents, yeah. because it's got that A-U. Let's go and eat a hoagie and drink a K-U. Like, you guys talk like that? Hoagie. How do you even do that? That doesn't make sense. No. It seems pointless. Speaking of pointless... Ooh! Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, Transcendent Steph. The suns are still arising. TV ratings, title odds, and injury myths. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoy is producing. In this corner, Bay Area legend and author of two books. Not one, but two books about the Warriors dynasty. The one and only Marcus T. Nasty Thompson. Marcus how great is Yo. Paul George? Yo, can, uh, can you stop this? Somebody, people are tweeting me T nasty, and I'm like, this is not gonna be a thing. We're not doing this. I do not have a porn name. This is not happening. Not with that attitude. I, I wear underwear under my jeans. Uh, Paul George is incredible, and it's time to stop disrespecting people. Absolutely. Nasty. One of the best regular season players we got. I'm with you, Marcus. And in this corner, Bay Area suburban legend and the author of the book, The Victory Machine, which now I believe is available in paperback. Ethan Sherwood Strauss. Ethan, are you looking forward to Space Jam 2? Yes. And I want you to invite me on Cinephobe. I think we need to talk about it when it comes out. I don't know if it's going to qualify. What? I don't know if it's going to qualify. Yeah, man. Uncle Drew doesn't qualify. That's why I don't think Space Jam 2 is going to qualify. I enjoyed aspects of Uncle Drew. I saw it in the theater. Um, Space Jam 2 is too big. No, no, no. A big movie can. It's just got to be 40% or less on Rotten Tomatoes. But we could shoehorn a conversation in. Uh, No, the original doesn't qualify either. Mm. 
Space Jam will never be in the Cinephobe universe. Space Jam was, I don't care what it's Rotten terrible. Tomatoes says, Space Jam was it's awful. awful. It's, it's real it. trash. I really I think what, that the writers might have been on acid. Just the yeah. plot. I mean, when you describe the plot to somebody and you say, hey, forget about all your fuzzy, warm memories of the 1990s. Here is the plot. You often get the response that, no, they can't be. No, that's the plot. That's what that's it is. the plot. This is, yeah. This is the plot. This is what it yeah. is. Get and ready. I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned Cinephobe, which is a podcast that Amin Al-Hassan and I do with Anthony Mays, in which we ascertain whether or not movies that are rated 40% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes by the audience or critics score, whether or not it's properly rated, or maybe these movies are better than we think, or maybe they're worse than we think, which you can find on all podcast platforms. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Ethan, Jade, start the clock. Take one. Get the Steph out of here. Five years after he revolutionized the game of basketball, the babyface assassin, Steph Curry, is back playing the best basketball of his career. Over 10 games in April, Steph is averaging. Get ready for this. If you're listening to this podcast, sit your ass in a chair or on a couch because these numbers are going to knock you over, all right? He's averaging in the, in the 10 games in April. 40.8 points per game on 55% shooting. He's averaging 7.23 pointers with with 50% accuracy. Meanwhile, Warriors have won six of their last eight games, including wins over Denver and Philadelphia, and now just two games outside of the sixth seed, trying to avoid that play-in tournament. Marcus, you wrote a beautiful piece on Steph Curry the other day, and you wrote, quote, MVPs are rational. What Curry's doing is not. Please mm. explain yourself. Uh, he's 33 years old, and he's actually getting better. And there is, we need to put this dude in a lab. There needs to be some science dedicated to how he's doing this. Because, Zach, if you would have just said, take the 2019 Steph and stretch that out till he's 35, you would have been like, that's player. pretty good. He's still playing his way to 35. There's no explanation for him getting better at 33. How does this dude hit another level? Like, it's crazy. He's physically, it's like he's just now physically peaked. Like, uh, strength-wise, his understanding of how to get to where he wants to be on the court. It's crazy. The the, the odd part to me is, like, we've seen players kind of hit this where they lose their athleticism, so they change their game a little bit. Then it becomes mid-range. It becomes turnaround jumpers, right? Steph kind of has that physical kind of development where it's like, all right, I'm probably not zipping by people, but I'm getting by people better than ever. I know how to use my body leverage. So he's kind of playing the same game. He didn't actually change his game, but but his physique has changed. His smarts have changed. So he's kind of gotten to this space where he's doing what he did 2015-16, but he's doing it like as the OG, right? With like Timberland Zone and, and, a, and a little bit swole, right? It's, it, it doesn't make much sense when you analyze what he's done in the context of his career and what you should be doing at 33. Because Chris Paul is incredible, right? He's playing yeah. incredible. Uh but he's not better. Mm. <laughs> like it's not like, yo, this this is a, we've never seen this Chris Paul before. He's amazing. You're not supposed to be doing this at 33 years old. Marcus just undermined the Chris Paul for MVP case right there succinctly. That was Cold quite blooded. impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I 
am I shocked? I don't know if I'm shocked because there's something different about shooters. They have longer careers. It seems like they have more to play with in terms of leverage. Steph does something really smart uh, when it comes to the leverage. And I've just noticed it. Even when he's going in transition a lot of times, he's very upright. He looks like he's about to shoot when he's dribbling all the time. And then the herky-jerky nature of it uh, just really throws defenses off. I think what's so impressive to me is not just what Marcus is talking about, not just the improvement at this late age, uh, old 33, which in real life is not very old, old but on the court, quite old. Oh, no, I've old felt, man. I felt old, old Gray hair, 33. Decrepit, 33. Um, what's impressive is he has almost no help. The defense knows that he's job one, 1A, one and B and C every night. They're throwing the double teams at him. A lot of the time he takes the double team, gets out of it, and then scrambles the defense uh, afterwards to find a shot. That to me is the most impressive part is just the intensive focus. And then you add that he's wearing a butt pad. And maybe we'll get into that later when we talk about injuries. I mean, he's playing better with a butt pad. Maybe we all need to start wearing some butt pads. I don't know, but... It's an incredible performance, uh, all time for him. Maybe you say that the MVP seasons are better, but this is impressive nonetheless. Well, let me ask this because my awards rankings will be coming out today on Thursday. Where should Steph be in the one through five awards rankings, Marcus? Mm. MVP we talking about? I don't don't put him on there at all. This needs to be what? as I wrote. What one of them seasons we look back on, and it's like, man, y'all don't remember how good Steph was. Oh. So you want and me to just... undermine my MVP <laughs> voting? Yes, in order yes. to pump up Steph it, so, by so, not so you can win it. Where, on there? Listen, Are you trying to like win at pub listen. trivia ten years from now? Or <laughs> they, when they ask if you, no, was... I want to. I want to be able to have this moment to myself. <laughs> What? In ten years, what I want to be able to have the privilege of saying, "No, no, no, you seventeen-year-old who wasn't paying attention, you can't look on Basketball Reference and understand what was happening." We know we were but, there, but we, Zach. You want to be able to say that we were there? We already no. have that. We already have that with David. With David Lee getting nope. all-star over him. No, this is not we about have something this like that. This is about the brief. Exactly, exactly, right? Exactly. There are people now who are like, so it's the same thing with the finals MVP, right? It's the exact same thing. It's like, oh, he doesn't have a finals MVP. If you watched it, you know, and that is the privilege of being present. This is what we get. You start putting them, you start giving them MVP, then there's no reason, there's no advantage to be having it. Everybody now knows throughout throughout history. We'll be 75 years old in a barbershop, and we'll all know Steph was amazing this year. We won't be able to say, uh-uh, it wasn't Jokic. For, it was Steph. First of all, first of all, I go to <laughs> I'm a just salon. picturing a robot Thank you very barber. Much. Like, I don't go to a barber. He wasn't that great. He didn't get no, top no, five I don't in have MVP. A, I don't have a barber. I have a no, stylist. Be the Eddie Murphy, the Jewish guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, Mr. I have a stylist. And two, um, I don't think that's I how MVP. Say, Joe Lewis was 174 years old and, and be talking about. Steph. I don't think that's, that's how MVP voting works, where we say, let's that's leave this guy off his, the top five <laughs> so that we can talk yeah. about how great he was. Where where was Kobe in 05, 06? Second? Third? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know exactly. I know he, he dunked on Steve Nash, and that was considered revenge. I remember yeah. that. Where was LeBron in 07, 08? 
Second? Cleveland, Ohio. Exactly. I couldn't even tell you who won it in 08. I don't know. Oh, Kobe won it? Is that when he won it? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. That's all. That's all I'm saying is like uh, this. I think Kobe this, was 09. We don't need to muddle this with MVP stuff. So, but but okay, I'll appease you and I'll go third. Third, okay. <laughs> third, Thank you. okay. Ethan, third. Hmm. should he be on the ballot or should we celebrate him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what Marcus. Was I'm weighing about. them, weighing it. How much of a homer? You do call that a celebration? Hey, I put you third on the MVP hey, ballot. Work for Paul George. Oh, you get a day. Work third. for your. You get a day. Work for your boy. Playoff P. He got third I'll, one year. I'll go number one. He's the best. Didn't get celebrated. I'll, I'll go number one. <laughs> number I think he's the one. Best, best player in basketball right now. Whoa. I, look, I totally understand going with the uh, the Joker. I think Joker's very deserving. I think Embiid's very deserving. But hey, if you want my honest opinion, I'm more into how many wins are you contributing to. But now that I think about it, I'm a total hypocrite. Because I've made the same argument in past years that you need to be the most valuable by lifting your team to championship contention. Otherwise, it's all for naught. So what are we talking about? I rescind my opinion. I avoid hypocrisy and I go right back with uh, Joel Embiid because the Joker's not winning a championship either. Wow. There you go. Jade, Jade, cut cut it off before the reversal. Then we have our social clip, and there we go. And then we just push that out there, and we erase this part, the whole explanation afterwards from the podcast. And now Ethan is out on an island saying Steph deserves it, and Jokic does not. That's all we got right there. The sun MVP over Jokic or Joel Embiid. The sun has set on Nikola Jokic's MVP chances, according to Ethan Strauss. But how about this? Here comes the Suns. Doo 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 doo. Here comes the sun, fellas. It's April 21st, and the Phoenix Suns are 41 and 16, sitting second in the West behind the Jazz. Chris Paul is having a remarkable year, a one man franchise rebuilding plan, if you will, for the Suns that, quote, made the abrupt jump from Bubble Cinderella to a legit title contender. There's still many doubters, many doubters indeed, but Ethan. Are you believing in the Suns? Yeah, they're a contender. I mean, flat out, full stop, contender. Do I favor them? No, I probably go with the Lakers. I feel like the Lakers are getting injured at the right time. Uh, that's that's what I'll say for them. It seems like they've got enough time to get everybody healed up. Um, if, hold on, if- this reminds me of my favorite thing is when the Patriots or any team is about to finish a regular season undefeated. And someone's like, maybe they should lose a game to get it out of the way. So you're saying the Lakers needed to get injured at the right time to get it out of the way. But hold on, Zach. You can't lose the last game. You got to lose like a couple games before because then you got to rebuild momentum. There you go. You don't want to peak too early. You don't want to peak too early. You don't want to be healthy too early. You don't. Yeah, I I, I like what the Lakers are doing, not playing basketball games. I think that's the way to go. It's very smart. (laughs) <laughs> and they're powering the back end of the roster. Yeah, they're, they're they're building they're building strength right now. So I think I, I go with the Lakers. But I think anybody considering the chaotic nature of this season, if you are a contender, I don't think we should be too choosy about it in the way we dismiss teams in a normal season. I'm more of the anything can happen. I don't dismiss the Jazz. I don't dismiss the Suns. I don't dismiss the Sixers. Um, you know, I might not even dismiss the Bucks. So I just think that it's an expanded field and the Suns have proven that they deserve to be in it. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Marcus, where are you with the Suns? I'm all in on the Suns, man. Like, this team, it's not just that. I'm with with Ethan, by the way. A healthy LeBron, healthy Anthony Davis. Like, that's that's my favorite in, in the West. But, man, Phoenix is a sleeper perfectly constructed for the playoffs like first off Mikael Bridges is like the best role player in the league mm. and he's being mentored by Jay Crowder who you hear that can Draymond? I say where's Jay King at the greatest <laughs> the greatest role oh <laughs> shots is Draymond. I think Mikael Bridges is perfect to me I, I just love oh, he's, how he plays the game I love great. how he fits yeah. in it like that dude is incredible uh, and I and I think Jay Crowder is like an older version of him, mm. right? Like th- they can make open shots. They've got they got veterans. They've got youthful energy. Uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul seem to be a way better pairing than Chris Paul and James Harden, right? Like, and, and I, I don't think we can understate just how hungry Chris Paul must be. Mm. Like how desperate must this guy be like this is his shot this is it like he is going to go all out in the postseason in a way that maybe we haven't seen before and you put great players and you give them that level of like you know uh 35 years of wanting and wanting right like you you give them that kind of vibe you just can't count those dudes out like i like how this team is constructed Aiton, you know, I want to – he's my question mark, right? I, there are sometimes he looks like he probably won't be able to be on the floor, and I kind of worry about those teams. But I do like them going small. I, I do like – you know, they, they've got length with Cam Johnson and Bridges, right? They, they've got pieces, man. I feel like they can match up with just about anybody. And if Chris Paul is, is, is hungry – that's gonna be a you've problem. Been, you've I been early be on problem. them. I feel like you've been a sneaky Suns fan for a while. Marcus. You know who they're missing. You know who they're missing. Kelly Oubre. If they had <laughs> Oubre, it'd be over. I agree. <laughs> it it would be over. A, no <laughs> Kelly the, Oubre. The and, they're taking, and they're taking off like a rocket. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know what they need? They need an inconsistent shooter. That would help yeah. the Suns. <laughs> who doesn't That's pass hilarious. to all their players who uh, just rocket three pointers at forty percent or above? I mean, they've got they've got some shooters. They've built that team with uh, their draft picks with some shooters. It's been a nice it's been a nice thing that they've done. You know, well done, Suns. We are we are pro Suns on this podcast. So, all right, before we move on to the next segment, Ethan, how far did the Suns make it in the playoffs? If you're so far so far in on them. Um, how far, Marcus? What do you think? What do you think? You're the one who's out in the limb. I don't know. How am I supposed to know without knowing the matchups? How am I supposed to know that? I mean, it's a two seven. Who cares? 
A two seven? Like, let's see yeah. this. They make in the second round. Well, they get the conference finals. Yeah, it definitely depends on who uh, who seven is. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I, let's let's give them let's give them conference finals. No, welcome to. I'm well, giving them. I'm giving them conference, conference finals. finals. Conference, conference finals. finals. Okay. Conference I'm finals. giving them conference yeah, finals. Yeah. Good. You know why? Because I think I, I think Lakers and Jazz will meet early. No. I think that's. I think Marcus that's the second change round it matchup. to they're out in the first round and see if Ethan parrots that one too because he's clearly just following whatever you're saying for these predictions. Well, I'm following like the big Suns. <laughs> you know what? They might it's get. Pr- they might get Luca. Ooh, they might even get Steph in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, what if they get Steph in the they, first round? They will round? beat the you Warriors know, is what will happen, I think. Um, well, just saying. Yeah. That's probably what's well, going to happen. They beat Luka? Will they beat Luka? I think Luka? they'll beat Luka is yeah. what I also think. Yeah. I actually do, too. Okay. I, I, I can see what I see West Finals. We almost had to change the name of this podcast to Point of Cowardice, but let's go to uh, take three. I think it's oh, oh, right. If, if Marcus is the big Suns guy, I don't want to be. He's like one dollar. I don't want to be a big Suns guy. That's the thought process behind all this. All right. TV ratings cover up this past week. Even you wrote about the NBA's waning TV ratings and the quote PR chicanery being spun by the league and its partners Mm. to hide it. Quote, the current average for the 12 premium network TV games to this point in 2020-2021 is 2.83 million, down from 2.95 last year. You also wrote, the league promoted highly misleading messaging to to media members back in January. You might recall a story from earlier this year on the NBA's viewership being up an astounding 34% on ABC, TNT, and ESPN. That news was widely shared in the sports media world and seemed to beat back against the parenthetical, sadly true, narrative of the NBA's long-term popularity wane. The problem with the ratings up story was a subtle one. The NBA was comparing a 2020-2021 time frame in which they had just had their Christmas Day game sweepstakes against a 19-20 time frame in which the Christmas Day games had yet to occur. So, Ethan... Let me borrow your own question. Why does the NBA feel the need to pretend on this front? Contract negotiations, baby. But it just seems so weird. You know, it seems so weird to me because why even bother, right? You could look at the numbers this season and spin it to say this is above expectations considering everything that's happened. You know, if we go into the season and you tell me, Well, for the most part, we're not going to have crowds at these games. Uh, Society is going to just be in this kind of weird, uh, sleepy state, not connected to one another. And sports aren't doing too well. I mean, sports are not doing too well overall. I don't think any reasonable person would crush the NBA for being a little bit down this year. Because that's what it looks like right now, a little bit down this year. Absent a caveat that Steph's games or people are starting to tune in for Steph, but that's, you know, maybe another topic, maybe worth writing about. Um, I just think you shouldn't lie. I think lying is a problem. You shouldn't oh, present. Huge disagree there. You shouldn't <laughs> lie. What are you talking about? You're right. I'm lying about that. I fully <laughs> believe, I fully oh, believe that the people say I keep it 100 or full of shit. No, you keep it 85. All right, you're honest. Okay, okay. Eighty-five percent of the time, and fifteen percent you can. You, you shouldn't tell lies that somebody as stupid as myself can figure out because they're that obvious. That's a good point. Yeah, that one. I, we shouldn't be able to uncover these lies. I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah, you should tell sneakier lies. That's all I'm saying because 
I just think you want to be straight be up. Be better at lying. Yeah, be better point, at lying. Right? Like, be a little sneakier. Be a little more subtle about it. It just – there's no reason, I think, to do that. But there is a theory. I had a friend who does a podcast saying to me that, hey, some of these executives, you'd think they're sophisticated, but they're not. And they do get caught up in the media coverage. And so if you can pump up your numbers, um, just like I want to tell our advertisers right now on this podcast, we get 500,000 downloads – Every episode, you know. Oh, did five- our did our downloads numbers fall? Uh, I thought yeah. we were up about well, a million. Like, yeah, that's I was like, Jay, what's up yeah. with the decline? Yeah. Yeah. What happened? What's yeah. going on? Five. There's got to be a glitch. Yeah, five. I don't know. If, yeah, maybe maybe you know, cut the check to the athletic and then a yeah. payment under the table to the host individual. I don't know. I don't. Maybe, you know, I'm not maybe. a business person. That, whatever. Whatever you say. So- or, or just skip the athletic check altogether. No, 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 no. Oh, cut. Whoa, bleep that out, Jade. We are our downloads. Something so we up. go public with. You, you can't even check them because if you check them, you have to realize that the system is overloaded by the amount of yeah. downloads we've got. And so yeah. it might not be a true number, but we're we're really far up, you know. Yeah, I remember 000. talking to my good friend Madonna and she was like, everyone's <laughs> listening to this in England. Everybody, you yeah. know. Um, oh, God, what's a good Madonna reference for that? I'm scrambling for that. Oh, boy. I kind of just want to leave you dangling out there while you try to figure it out. Go ahead. Let's hear it. No, nothing worked. Nothing worked. Well, we're truly in a league of our own, Ethan, with these uh, podcast ratings. Uh, Marcus, uh, the ratings conversation, my thought is always, are we still believing these are real, right? We've talked about this in the past of like ratings aren't really a true a true well, measurement of what some, of what's some, what's being some might watched. say that ratings ratings are a mystery and everyone must stand alone yeah wow some some people that's what your google search that's came up what with? you came up I wanted with to get it search? right i wanted to get it right because i do Good love that song Lord. that intro is amazing by the way in like a prayer but anyway sorry marcus continue. uh marcus but if we're using those ratings <laughs> to negotiate tv contracts then maybe they do matter <laughs> So, just so you know, I'm like a version to these ratings things. <laughs> so, what I don't understand is if they are as bad as they look, right? And they clearly are. Why aren't these TV stations freaking out more? Like, what? Why is a new deal imminent? This is the part I don't understand, and I. I don't know that I buy the streaming is so popping mm. that it offsets the red. Like, why would TNT and ESPN be like, yeah, let's re-up yep. <laughs> when the numbers mm. look like they look? That's the part I don't, I can't get. It feels like we're missing something. It feels like there's a part of the equation we don't have. We're trying to solve for X yeah, and there's no Y. Mm. And there, we also have the Y. I, I just... Well- that's the part that I don't get, really. Well, yeah. Ethan, do you have an answer to this? Like, express yourself. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> is there any listener who's going to be like, yeah, I knew every fucking Madonna reference? All, all of well, them, it's because man. the NBA is en vogue, uh, and that's why. No, this, no, no it doesn't no, work no. that way. No, en vogue I think it has a lot to do with it. It has a lot R&B group. It, well, it wasn't voguing like a Madonna thing. I mean, wasn't it? anyway. It yes. was, but yeah, yes, it was. But, but yeah, okay, okay. Well, anyway, I think a lot of it has to do with the streaming wars. That's one aspect where these companies that have a tremendous amount of money 
uh, want to establish a monopoly on content. And so you're going to overpay in the way a lot of these tech companies do. You overpay to have the market by the tail. And so the sports leagues can benefit because they're a differentiated product that at the very least has a high floor, right? Uh, there are millions of people who still watch the NBA. And so that's one of the reasons why they can get more money. And also, I think when we do this thing of the money's going up, the money's going up versus last time, there is inflation, right? I mean, that's right. another component. Everything is worth way more. I mean, the Warriors right now are worth 12 times what the Lakers bought them for. Lakob and Goober right. bought them for a decade ago. Um a lot of that's how well they've played in chase, but you even see that with the Timberwolves going for $1.5 billion. You know, that would have been, I don't know, like 10 years ago or so, the most valuable franchise ever. I do think just yeah. sticker shock inflation is another aspect in addition to the streaming wars and just the sense of as long as you have this audience, you can turn it into something else. You can flip it. There are other opportunities with it. But it is a bit of a mystery that bad doesn't actually uh, lead to you losing money. It just leads to you not making so, as so much money care? as possible. Well, I mean, it so does. So why do we care then? It does like, swing what, what tens does it of billions. If, it does swing tens of billions of dollars. Does it? The more does money it, pumped into the ratings into, are bad. Well, the more money pumped into the NBA, money, the, NBA, the more interest is there, it, more it, coverage. It, 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 yeah, if the NBA was actually growing at this particular time, I feel like it would be like a trillion dollar deal. I it mean, would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. It would be I crazy. Know, I, it just feels like. It feels like. I mean, you you. You've been on this for a while, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're the the ratings evangelist, right? Sometimes I just want to, you know, I know you're a father and all, so sometimes I just be thinking, man, Papa don't preach to me about ratings anymore. <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of want to understand, you know, because it just doesn't make. I'm like, why are we talking about it? if they're gonna get the deal? Just, Come on, Zach, that's pretty good. That's pretty. Good. No, that was I, like, did that's you good, did Zach. you pull a muscle there with that stretch? Like, are you kidding me? Nah, man, I got no. You arms. think I'm just gonna Come praise on. you and say, you know what, Marcus, take a bow? No, and I'm was, not. Okay, I'm not going to. No, that was pretty good. I'm not going to. That was pretty good. It's like I don't even that's know you. It's like you're a beautiful stranger. All right, take four. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Where's my wallet? (laughs) Wait a minute, what's this? I just found 500 Usher Bucks right here sitting on my desk. My Lord, what a day. Now I'm feeling lucky, so let's head over to bet MGM for a look at the NBA title odds. As of right now, the Nets plus 225, the Lakers plus 350, the Clippers plus 600, Bucks plus 800, Jazz plus 800, and the Philadelphia 76ers plus 1,000. So Marcus, the Usher Bucks are yours. Where are you putting it for the NBA title? Say the Suns, you coward. I think it's man, I want to say the Nets, but it's like plus two twenty five. That's not that's not a good enough deal. Well, How that- are the Nets such a good bet? Like I mean, or bad bet. How is it like they're I mean, a mess? They yeah, can't KD even get the same can't, three. KD's dudes together. hurt. James Harden's and hurt more. Are you kidding me? So I'm a you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put my money on the 76ers. Wow. Uh, Joel Embiid is a bully. I'm. I, I. I really feel like Ben Simmons. I really want him to do something incredible because I, I do feel like he he gets hated on far too much for his talent. So I'm. I'm. I'm I want a big series, series playoffs for Ben Simmons. Doc is great in that first year. <laughs> first year Doc in the playoffs. It tends to be pretty good, and they do have a decent amount of shooting. I just mm-hmm. I, I like their defense. I like they have places to go in a clutch, and I do feel like if anybody can challenge the Nets, it's 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 them. And I'm I'm kind of banking on the Nets not getting it together because I think if they get it together, it might be a wrap anyway. But if they don't get it together, I feel like Philly can take them. And at that point, yeah, I, I'm just going for the better odds. I don't I don't want to bet Lakers. It's too easy of a bet. Right. I need to I need to pay for my daughters who is now going to private school for the first time in her life. So I need to come up. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I need, I need something big here and I can't do that with the Nets or Lakers. Uh, what are my clipper? What are my clipper odds again? Uh, Clippers are plus 600. It's like the most boring bet on the board. I, I, I like that one. Nobody cares. Everybody forgot about them. Nobody talks about them. And right. yet they've got some proven championship winners. You know, they've got Kawhi, they've got a championship coach. Uh, Why not just, yeah, let's put the money on the clips. I mean, Lakers, I've already said, are the favorite ones, but I have to put a bet. I I need that come up. I need that money. Uh, I'm going clips. I'm going wings, scoring perimeter wings in the playoffs. That's what I'm going with. By the way, why, right? Because of Paul George. PG. Yeah, that's definitely why, yeah. Mm. PG-13, baby, let's go. Yeah. You know what? I think if he can manage to have more shots made than turnovers in a game seven, uh, which mm-hmm. he failed to do in the bubble. Why, why you got why you got to bring up? Oh, stuff? my bad. My bad. 
We're not recording though right now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, by the way, Suns plus sixteen hundred, Heat plus twenty five hundred, Nuggets plus three thousand. We know you're be a sneaky with, good one. The Heat, yeah, oh, he called you, baby. Heat. Are you kidding me? Oh, we got everyone thinking that now things are bad because Tyler Hero got a Chipotle bowl, and now and now you know the Heat are worried about him. Are this, you kidding oh, me? This is this playing is right rude. to Spo's hands. This right? is a ruse. You got a little taste the other day when Bam Adebayo hit a game winner. That wasn't luck. I, that was it. The was over Jeff, I, I it was like over Jeff Green. Heat Calm making down. the finals. Heat making the finals is a long shot. I like that. I like that bet of them returning a little bit better than them ultimately winning. That's just that's too much. That's too hard. Culture, baby. All mm. right. Maybe they can do it if some other teams have some injuries, which brings me to take five injuries, injuries, injuries. The best. Let's Madonna see. <laughs> LeBron, Giannis, LaMelo, AD, KD, Harden, Jamal Murray. I'm not just naming good players. They're all injured. So what's going on? Every week, it feels like another superstar or significant player is going down. Is it just me or maybe a little theory here that the NBA's compressed schedule led to more player injuries? Ethan, what Hmm. say you? Well, it seems like we do this every season. So I reached out to Jeff Stotts um, of InStreetClothes.com, who actually charts it, actually keeps track of it. And he told me that. No, it's no different. We do this every time, every single time. You know, guys get hurt. Uh, we rend our garments. People in NBA Twitter say brutal. That's what you say when somebody gets injured is hashtag brutal, brutal, brutal. That's what you say because you don't know what to say. You know, you can't say anything smart or fun about it. So it's brutal. And because we get so hysterical about it in the moment, it makes it seem like it's new and it turns out that it's not that new. Now, he reserves the possibility that towards the very end, like the stone cutters mantra where, you know, you keep pound and pound and pound and then the stone breaks, like maybe we're going to see a flood of injuries after all this compression of the schedule. But it appears to not be different. Maybe the only different aspect is that some of the names are bigger this time around. Marcus? So, um, you know, we just had an NFL season that was shortened and, and, you know, a lot of injuries were happening. So, uh, you know, we've been dialoguing about this kind of all year. So I guess we can say, you know, this used to be my playground. But... (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Come on, Zach. That's good, man. (laughs) That's good, Zach. Stop hating. Uh, there's very clear, though, uh, the length of an NBA season and the lack of time between has been contributing to injuries for a while. Like, this is not new, right? So I do I do feel like if you're not paying for it now, the compressed schedule, you're going to pay for it, especially if they turn around and then try to start this season early, like on its normal schedule again, right? Uh because remember, it started, you know, late, right? It started in December. But if this thing is ended in August, if they try to turn around and have a November 1 start, like, it just piles up. But the NBA schedule is already set up in a way that that, that wears on a body and produces injuries. And also, I do feel like the fact that the floor spread, that there's a lot more space and pace, right? There, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, 
ligament activity, right? There's no, there's no posting up and spotting up and standing there. Like you, everybody's moving, everybody's cutting everybody. So now you, it's, it's, it may, I don't know what the fraction is. It may not be that much, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, I do feel like all of these are a confluence of things that are contributing to a problem that already existed. And it, it, it might be exacerbating it. And we saw it in the NFL. So we know yeah. it's not like, there's no evidence for it. Right. I thought, I just think it was interesting um, because like, yes, these injuries suck and they, and they really take down parts of the season, but guys do seem to come back stronger. Right. So like, I thought that was the interesting part of the Jamal yeah. Murray injury because his backup uh, Facundo Campazzo was really emotional about it. And Jamal looked at him and just said, don't cry for me, Argentina. Like I'll be fine. <laughs> like I, and so that's what I thought. Like, I just think that you know injuries suck now, but so so we're on board. We're reaching now. We're on board. We're reaching as as long as as, as long as we're on board. We're reaching. Oh man, he reached it though. He reached when he grabbed it, man. He grabbed it like that yeah. was. Oh, uh, it's no good. <laughs> it was great. No, here's the it thing: was you great. can see it in Marcus's eyes. Like he wants to. It's because I didn't accept his. Now he's just trying to withhold. Yes. No, it was, was great. That it was, was. great. <laughs> It Zach was kept his promise. Don't don't keep your distance, is what I say. That was uh, <laughs> very was well great. done. Man, yeah, you didn't have to school like that, though. You didn't have to do my that. bad. My bad. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, I uh, wonder this- if the protocols are like enforced Spursism, like enforced load management, where right. nobody wants to be uh, losing games, especially when you're getting COVID, but also a lot of guys just lose games from the protocols. And I wonder if that is working against the compression to just give give these guys these air bubbles, these the, these rests. So that's it's a bottom line, as Stotts was saying, it's a crazy season. There are a ton of confounding variables. And the other thing that he said, validating what Marcus was saying, is that it used to be better injury-wise like a half decade ago. This season is not special over the last half decade, but if we go another half decade back, it used to be better. So there is a little bit of a worse trend line going on. Well, that, I mean, I think that's the thing too, and as we see it kind of bleed into the MVP conversation, because, you know, Jokic is running away with this thing and he's been phenomenal, but he's also been healthy, right? Hell like, yeah, 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 like Michael yeah. Malone looks at him and he's like, you must be my lucky star. And that's the thing with with this these injuries. It's just they're going to tell the tale of this season. I bet it's everybody really right like now. I'll tell you. I'll tell answered, you what's happening right? on this podcast. Oh, you think people are still listening at this point, Ethan? I didn't think they failed a while here's, ago. Here's what's happening on this podcast with all of us. I feel like everybody right now in their minds is going. I don't know how to work Material Girl into a pun with the NBA. I'm I've been trying. trying for twenty fucking minutes. Are you kidding me? I've been trying to figure it out. <laughs> so, I can't. So no, no. No, I, I let almost, me tell you what I almost did. I almost brought up Joanne Shapiro. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do th- Like, you know, I, it's tough. <laughs> but I was like, I don't want to shade this dude. Like, I've been trying to get who's that girl in there. Uh... I was like, how could yeah. I get who's that girl? Can we too talk about hard. the WNBA? Too hard. Well, and we're back, mm. but we're leaving. That's going to do ah. it for this episode of Point of Contention right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Check out Marcus's f- phenomenal coverage of Steph Curry. 
uh, check out Ethan's great piece with Jeff Stotts at In Street Clothes uh, from Twitter, who does a phenomenal job. One of the best in the business at cataloging this stuff and explaining the whole injury situation uh, as soon as something goes down. Make sure you're checking all that out. Ethan, you got a plug? Uh, me. I'm great. Sure. There we go. Um <laughs> Make sure you're checking out the NBA awards rankings, which are out Thursday on The Athletic from yours truly, and you're getting all the best coverage. Plus, as someone who has no idea about the soccer world, I've been reading the Athletic's coverage of the Super League that came and went already as fast as Quibi, and we've got some really good coverage on that because I know nothing about it, and it has explained it to me perfectly. So make sure you subscribe to The Athletic, so getting I, all that. I don't, I don't get a plug. Uh, subscribe, unsubscribe, ask, and resubscribe to this. If he gets a plug. I said your no, incredible you, you, you coverage of Steph Ethan, Curry. Ethan, did you have a plug, and then you didn't ask me that same thing. I looked like he was about to say something. Like he's about tell to you butt what, in. My plug nah, is nah, Marcus nah, and no, Steph. No, no, no. This is as much as I do for you guys. As not to mention, I had Marcus on the damn radio as, to talk as about as golf much with as I support you guys. Mm. As much as I'm there for you. As much as you're my homies. Like, yeah, you got to justify my love. And, you know. There it is. All right. We're done. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.